The following is paid programming brought to you by WT Wealth Management. Nothing we discuss should be considered as investment advice. This conversation is for informational purposes only. Please do your own research and speak to an investment advisor or financial planner before making any investment decisions. All right, welcome to Intelligent Investing with Glenn Least. I'm your host, Jeff Orvitz. And this week, we're talking with Doug Sweet about investing in people and leadership 101. Glenn, welcome. How are you doing today? Good morning, Jeff. How are you? I should probably hit the right buttons, right? Yeah. It's a good way to start. Remember, you can catch up with Glenn and Intelligent Investing uh, anytime by getting the podcast. Yep. And, and uh, you've seen great growth on the podcast. And we encourage everyone to share that. Yeah, yeah. So Intelligent Investing with Glenn Lease and all your favorite podcast platforms. I do more than the episodes I just do with you. I've got bonus episodes, other guests on. So in uh, a little bit more in-depth conversations. Uh, sometimes we'll go on 45 minutes, an hour. And so don't want to miss that. I've got some great guests on. I'm actually going to have someone come on that's going to be talking about renewable energies. So that'd wow, be fun. Nice. Um, because I was talking about nuclear energy a couple weeks ago and how it gets a bad rap. And I realized, you know, that'd be kind of fun to have someone on that that's their specialty because they're doing some pretty cool stuff with, uh, even did you hear about the carbon credits that they're doing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some of these companies. Anyways, I digress. Um, <laughs> well, great. There might be great investment opportunities there with the sure. push that especially yeah, yeah. The, the government's having with all that. You're so thinking the same way too. So. Yeah. So, you, so you never know. So, uh, we wanted to do a multi-part series here about investing in people and, and leadership one one and, and Glenn, um, you uh, have a guest here today who, sure. who knows this stuff very well, Doug Sweet. So why don't you talk about that and introduce Doug uh, to all of our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. So I want to do a series on investing in people. We talk about intelligent investing and uh, most businesses, if not all, you need a team. You can't do it solo. If you want to go somewhere quick, go alone. But if you want to go somewhere far, do it together. And building the right team is so crucial for success. You could have a fantastic product or service, but if you have a terrible team and, and not great people in your organization, you won't thrive. But if you have a great team, the right people, um, you'll see just so much more success. So I wanted to bring in one of my friends, good friends here. I've known him for years, uh, Doug Sweet, and he just has a tremendous amount of experience in the corporate world, executive leadership. And so I thought we would uh, pick his brain a little bit today. And uh, so Doug, uh, uh, good morning. How are you today? Well, hey, good morning. It's good to be here. Hi, Glenn. Hi, Jeff. It's nice to... I appreciate the opportunity. It's great to be here. I'm just uh, running a couple minutes behind, so my apologies, but I uh, had a little men's coffee group that we uh, we call it the table of solutions. Oh, good. <laughs> bring any problem you have to our table and we will give you a solution. That and sounds like a podcast in itself. Well, the solution's <laughs> worth exactly yeah. what you paid for it. So there you go. With that. <laughs> so, anyway, it's good you to be here. Thanks, Glenn. So tell, tell us a little bit about your your experience in the corporate world, um, you know, where how maybe where you are today, um, because we're going to dive deep into leadership, investing mm-hmm. in people. So I want people to get kind of an idea of your background and experience in that realm. Okay, so um, probably my if you start with where did I begin to learn leadership, it was in the Army. Um, I was uh, in the Army for a period of time and um, eventually got out on a medical discharge due to an injury, but um, went into the corporate world as just basically working in a printing plant um, as on the floor um, and learned a lot about the manufacturing side, then got into the next steps of learning about the business, doing estimating, scheduling, working with schedules with people. And what I realized right away was the guys who had the best relationships ended up driving the biggest cars. <laughs> and so really? when you, when you okay. looked out in the, in the parking lot, the sales reps that were really good to everyone were bri- driving brand new Cadillacs. The guys who were old and grumpy 
were driving old Chevys. And I thought, I like Cadillacs. They ride really (laughs) nice while I was driving my 10-year-old Toyota. Yeah. So there's some incentive there. That's almost like a bumper sticker. So say that again. So the guys that have the best relationships drive the biggest cars, biggest cars. That's right. I like that. And so there's a lot of truth to that because, uh, if you look at any business, uh, one of the people I really like, and, uh, I was listening to a podcast on is the uh, CEO and founder of Papa John's. He gets a bad rep and I think it's misplaced, but he was talking about in the early days of growing his business that he, one of his mottos is we're not in the pizza pizza business. We're in the people business. And so yes, pizza is one of the byproducts of what we do, but we need to have the right people in the right seat on the right you know, area of the bus to function and excel. And so this, this episode talking about how do we do that? Why is it important to have a team? How do we pour into our team? And luckily you and I have had a lot of great experience and right. some of it is, is together. You know, we, mm-hmm. we've worked, um, you know, for almost a decade, probably off and on in executive leadership yep. roles together. And so we've got a lot of great, um, rubrics or blueprints of how it should be done right. And also seeing sometimes how it hasn't been done well or things that have really impacted a team. So we'll, we'll talk about that. But, uh, one of the things I noticed uh, with the team is leadership is so crucial. You have to have a good, strong, ethical, visionary leader who is capable of building those relationships and to lead the company in the direction and, and find out what direction the company wants to go. Those are all important things. So um, maybe we'll start off here. When we talk about leadership, what are some core principles that if you've noticed is just absolutely necessary for the success of a company for for leadership? Well, number one, I want to start with every man is your teacher, every man or every woman, because some will teach you what to do and some teach you what not to do. And both are equally important in anyone's life. I think when you look at core um, values or those core things that are need to be the foundational pillars, um, I'm involved in a program where there's eight pillars that support the program. And then there's there's facets within each one of those. But for me, coming out of, you know, I, I never graduated from college, and yet my last job was the senior executive vice president of a billion-dollar concern um, in charge of sales and marketing. So it tells you that education and what you observe and what you see. So one of those things that I would say is a core piece for a leader is people will model what you display. If they're following mm. you, and here's the thing. If you're walking down the street and you're leading a parade and you look behind you and no one's there, you're just going for a walk. You're no longer in a parade. <laughs> but the other part of that is to say, what you model is important. My yeah. son walks like me. Why? Mm. Well, because he's watched me walk to him and from him so many times, he walks like I do. My daughters sound like my wife. <laughs> and so every now and then they get silly and they answer her phone and then I'll say something and they say, gross, that's disgusting. But that's they're modeling what they've seen. So yeah. I think the first thing is, what are you modeling? Mm. All your words are great, but if you're not modeling it daily, you're missing the mark. I think second is authentic relationships. And that's a word that gets tossed around a lot these days. To me, authentic relationship is saying, this is who I am, good and bad, day in and day out. And I choose to invest in you. Our company, my wife and I's company is called new perspective coaching. And our tagline is developing the next generation of great leaders. It's all about relationship relationship trumps everything else. The gentleman from Papa John's, what he was in, in embracing before it was even popular was behavioral economics. Yeah. Behavioral economics. tell you if a, if a person loves their job 
and they're engaged in it and they feel connected to the people who are running the company, they work harder, they work longer, and they, they develop. Those who don't come in, punch the clock, leave early, take more time at lunch, and basically don't have any investment. Mm. If I invest in you and you know that I really – I want to know about how your son's doing, how you know – How's Bree doing? I know she wasn't feeling very good yesterday. I hope she's doing better today. My wife and I prayed for her last night. You know, so it's that kind of thing where, you know, I really genuinely want to know how you are. Yeah. And the way I model that is by being intentional. I come and find you and I would say, how's Bree? Yeah. You know, you know about some of the struggles in my own life with, with some physical challenges. When you, we talk about that, that means a lot to me because I know you're willing to hear about me more than you're worried to hear about what I'm accomplishing. Mm. So those, to me, if you're going to start out with two, and sometimes more than two gets confusing. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> so modeling uh, and authentic relationships. Yeah. Okay. Um, an authentic relationship takes intentionality and time. You know, people are in a rush to, to do real relationships. Yeah. You got to say, hey, I'm going to be at kickstand at eight o'clock on Thursday mornings. If you get a chance, come around. It's not yeah. a Facebook post. Yeah. No, no, sir. <laughs> Good relationships no, please, take no. time. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah thank absolutely. You. Um, what are, uh, you mentioned leaders, Doug, what, what are some of your favorite leaders and, and why? Cause you're trying to build leaders uh, for the future. You know, there's, there are people that, that automatically come to mind and some I know personally and some I, I've just, Ronald Reagan to me was a guy that was very formative as I was in my younger years, especially as, as I came out of the military. Um, I think about Rick Warren. Rick Warren took a whole nation and said, hey, here's an idea. Have a purpose. Have something bigger than you that you want to accomplish so that you can have a mission. And then, you know, I believe you get a God-given vision for it. Um, so I, I think about other people, John Maxwell, I mean, I, I, his, his Bible, John Maxwell leadership Bible, when I do a, when I speak somewhere, I generally take one of his things and I just expand on it. I love it because his leadership principles are woven into, into the word. Um, the other guy is a personal friend of mine. His name is Terry Looper. Terry Looper is an amazing man. Um, he wrote a book called Sacred Pace. And it's all about understanding how you make a decision, how you get input, how you, you spend time thinking about it, and how you come to a level of agreement where you're neutral. Mm. Whatever way it goes, you're okay. And he's the leader of a billion-dollar-plus company. And there are times that he's been the only one on his board that says, no, we're not going to do this. But it's because he had a conviction of the vision and the mission that they had. And what has happened is in the decisions he made – the windfall from those was amazing. Hmm. So I think, you know, Terry Looper, um, you know, there's other guys, Winston Churchill, you know, here's a guy that horrible, horrible um, disaster in his life um, who basically, I don't know if you guys know the story, but he would never go to a hotel room with a balcony hmm. because he was so distraught over his previous losses in his life that he always thought he would jump. Wow. And so he never went to a hotel room with a balcony because, wow. but he didn't let a loss define who he was. I think that's the other thing about a, a great leader is a loss doesn't define who they are. It's a moment. It's a day. It's not the end of their story. It's simply a chapter. Wow. 
I think we, we want to get into uh, examples, Glenn, of, of both good and not so good approaches to team building. So I think we should do that when we get come back. Uh, I want to give out your number, though, because we didn't even we jumped right into it. We're excited <laughs> to get going. Yeah. Uh, you can call Glenn Least anytime. 928-225-2474. Remind people uh, email to you like you don't mind. Yeah, email. yeah. See, I, I hate email. But. <laughs> Intelligent investing at WTWealthManagement.com. OK, let's come back and we'll continue with Doug Sweet. We'll talk about, like I said, examples, uh, both good and not so good when it comes to the approaches to team building. Uh, So hang tight for that. You're listening to Intelligent Investing with Glenn Lees back in just a minute. You're listening to Intelligent Investing with Glenn Least. Give Glenn a call right now at 928-225-2474. That's 928-225-2474. More Intelligent Investing with Glenn Least when we come back. You're listening to Intelligent Investing with Glenn Least, and we're talking with Doug Sweet about investing in people and, and leadership 101. You can call Glenn anytime at 928-225-2474. That's 928-225-2474. You can also email Glenn at... I always I always mess up your email, Glenn. Intelligent investing at WTWealthManagement.com. There we go. And the podcast. Don't forget to look up Intelligent Investing uh, with Glenn Lease on your favorite podcast provider. Uh, so examples. Yeah. Yeah. So myself and Doug have been very fortunate to be part of the same team for almost a decade. And uh, that's at our local church. And we've seen our pastor, Pastor Landon Merrill, really just exemplify what good leadership and what good team building looks like. And one thing that Doug had mentioned that I thought was great is good relationships take time. They don't happen overnight, and they, but they are something that you have to be intentional about. So if you're wanting to build a good, solid team, one is you have to know what's the mission, what's the vision, where are you guys going, where are you guys going, what are you trying to accomplish. Once you've done that, then you go, okay, we're. I need a team of people to do this. And how do I develop people and grow? And um, fortunately, we do a lot of team building throughout the year. Um, you know, it seems like every every week or twice a month or sometimes three times a month, we have a team building exercise. We have both ones that are invited. Everyone that's on the team, which is 100 plus people. Uh, we've got ones that are just like departments, you know, mm-hmm. so there's specific areas. And then we have like the inner leadership as well. So there's different levels of team building. And frankly, they're a lot of fun to go to. You're, you're going there, you're learning, you're developing, you're also building relationships with each other. And sometimes it'll be like speakers training, um, you know, volunteer training uh, once a year. In fact, about a month, Doug and I and the whole leadership team are going to a corporate retreat. And that's something we do for it's almost a week long where we go and just dream and develop and work on some of the big picture items within the organization to say, okay, what do we need to change? Where do we want to go? Do we need to adjust course? What's working well? What's not working well? Is there some areas of the organization that maybe need that are maybe sick with the the flu and, yeah. and need a little bit of treatment or are there areas that um, we can develop even better and because they are working. So I think building a good, strong team is all about intentionality and you have to truly care about the people on your team, like really enjoy the relationship and want to get to know them. And um, I think that just goes, goes a long way. So that's some of the examples I've seen of great leadership, great team building. Um, 
I've also seen the opposite where, um, in, in this one example, I had a, um, a organization as a part of, and there was the leader in charge. We'll call him, uh, Rockefeller Rocco, just, just for namesake. And, uh, he was leading. And then at one point in time, he just said, Hey, I don't want to lead anymore. I'm going to give up the reins voluntarily and just step, step back and, uh, be just a regular average person within the organization. So handed the reins over to and, Carnegie. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> Carnegie, Carnegie <laughs> took up the reins and uh, was now leading the organization. And what was really talked with that is the person who used to be the leader just wasn't getting on board with the vision and the mission and was constantly criticizing, constantly um, sowing seeds of doubt. And it really affected the team. In fact, the team, you know, really struggled because of that um, division that we saw. And so when you think of division, that word means two visions, two different routes they're trying to go. So one of my thoughts with that I learned is, uh, when you're in leadership, whatever organization you're part of, you need to be behind your leader 100%. Even if you're not 100%, like even if you don't agree with what's going on for the sake of the unity, you really need to be on board and, and be behind that idea as if it's your own. Because if you're constantly trying to, you know, sow seeds of discontent or, you know, cause people over here and you're saying, oh, that, that leader up there, he really doesn't know what he's doing. He's, you know, he's an idiot. He doesn't know. It really makes it hard to build the team because you have this division within the team. And so, um, in that example, that individual finally left the organization, go figure, they weren't happy. So if you're not happy with the organization you're with, um, you know, it's okay to have concerns here and there, but at the end of the day, it is, um, you have to first learn how to follow before you can lead. And if you struggle with even being able to give someone honor in a position of leadership, it is very unrealistic to expect honor to be given to you one day when you get in that position of leadership. So that's just an example. Yeah, I've seen that yeah. really be toxic. And once that person left, the team just started flourishing. We were able to start actually doing a lot more team building and there wasn't this discontentment and this just, you could feel like the tension in the organization. So um, that's an example I've just seen where it just hasn't worked out well. Doug, um, a lot there. Yeah, yeah, there's a ton. Yeah, so you've probably seen this as well. Your thoughts, you dive into that. Yeah, I, I love what he said because I, I think, I say to people every day, you, you vote with your feet or your seat. If you come in and sit down at the table for the, the company you're with, then you have said basically, I'm with you, I am for you, yeah. and I will follow. If you can't do that, then vote with your feet and walk out. And go someplace where you feel like you're going to be valued or your opinion is going to be valued. One of the great examples that I share, and I, unfortunately, Glenn's heard most of these because I don't have any new material. So <laughs> Just it's new, to, new it's, to the listeners. One of the things is, is like you could be in a company, and if there is 1% separation at the top, three layers down, it's unreconcilable. If you leave Johannesburg, South Africa, and you go off and you say, I'm going to London, and you drift 1%, um, over the course of that trip, you'll end up in the Antarctic, mm. and that ain't London. Yeah. So what we have to recognize is leaders, as a leader, if you are not united at the top, yeah. you can have senior, vice president, regional, you're not even down to the shop floor yet. It is unreconcilable down there. They cannot, they don't have the influence or the ability to make that reconciliation. So one of the things that, that I think was important that you said, Glenn, that I love, which is I can disagree, but commit. Yeah. And I have been, I, I am a big advocate of disagreements out loud. You can bang on the table. You can yell. You're not allowed to throw things against the wall because one guy did that one time and broke a big window, and that was kind of a drawback. So I think I had new, to pay new for role. that one. I, was just, I got him too encouraged in speaking his own mind. But when you leave that room 
it has to be a hundred percent commit. You don't want yeah. to be like, and I'll use an example that a story that you and I know, David and Absalom. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a, a son who says, "I love my dad. I'm for my dad." But if I was in charge, you wouldn't be dealing with this. Right. So it's yeah. this subtle undermining. Mm-hmm. And this, the example you used about Rocco and Johnny or whoever it was, that was so unfair mm-hmm. to Johnny. Yeah. If you want, and we'll, I know we'll talk about this at some point when we're together, but to have a secession plan, yeah, it takes time. Yeah. He didn't have it. And mm-hmm. what he did is, I don't want the burden, but I still want to influence everything that goes on. Exactly. So yep. he dumps the burden on somebody else who probably is not prepared. It's going to take time. Maybe yeah. not even equipped. And so that's just so unfair. So to me, unity at the top. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, how, how can I have that? Pointed discussion in a conference room where I'm banging on the table, and yet we still walk out, and you know that I'm 100% for you. It's because our relationship has built over time. It's been it's almost like a diamond. It has to go through pressure, yeah. through heat, and has to be squeezed a little bit. And what comes out on the other side is real trust. So you can trust my heart, mm. even when my mouth is saying something you don't agree with. Because at the end, you know, if you're in charge— I'm with you. I got. I'm. I'm your wingman. Even if I don't like the route we're taking, right? Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm trusting you. And that takes some humility. A humility to acknowledge that there may be other ways of doing it than Absolutely. just my way. And I think sometimes we struggle with that as leaders to have the humility to say, okay, you know what? This idea over here with this person leading, um, I don't 100% agree with it. I may have done it differently, but I'm going to commit and be behind it and support the idea as if it's my own. And if I show people any other outlook, there's going to be, um, it's going to fracture the organization. So it's so important as leadership. And if you don't like the direction of the company and, you know, vote with your feet, you know, if you're not able to be on board with the vision and the, and the mission, you know, you can do that. But if you're going to be on board with the team you need to be on board and there's there's a time and a place behind closed doors to have discussions about what to do how to accomplish it but once you leave that and get out in front of the troops you you have to be on the same page yeah imagine if you had two generals in a military and you know something happened they disagreed with the approach to the battlefield but yet they came out and the troops could see that's a division within the two highest ranking people that affects the troops and their commitment and even their confidence when when you as a leader lack confidence your followers will lack conviction and lack commitment. So you really need to be convict, uh, confident in what you're doing and stand behind your mission and have passion so that way your followers will, will show the same. Absolutely. I mean, I think the most perfect example is even in the, the battles that we've had is, is the United States of America. I mean, the conflicts they had in Europe um, during towards the end of World War II were phenomenal. And if it had not been for Dwight Eisenhower, um, you know, who knows how those things could have ended up. Yeah. In our own country today, that that ability to disagree and commit mm. has become this quote unquote dividing line down through the House, through the Senate, yeah. even judicially, and even our executive branch. There has to come a point where you're going to say, you know, Glenn, I trust you. I've been around you long enough. I know you know where you're going. I don't necessarily agree with the route, but I'm still going with you. Yeah. So let's shake hands and come out of this. And anyone who asks me about your plan, I'm going to say. Best plan ever. Yep. Can't can't imagine us doing it any other way. Yeah. If it changes, and this is one of the things that we probably should mention, vision and mission changes. The core of who you are, those pillars you built your built your your company or your organization around, those are always stay the same because those can be trusted mm. in the midst of a, a storm or anything else. 
When those pillars are set and they're anchored deep into your cultural DNA, you can withstand pressure. You can withstand COVID and you can come out the other side and still be strong, even though because of the impact of events that are outside of your control, you might have to change your vision. Your mission might have to shift. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. We, we've got, we've just barely scratched the yeah, surface and say, we're running out of time. Part series for sure. Yeah. Let's, uh, we're going to have to, we're going to bring, uh, Doug back next week. We're going to do more about investing in people and leadership 101. We've got a ton of other stuff to cover. And if you missed anything, look up Intelligent Investing with Glenn Least on yep. your favorite podcast provider. If you want to have a one on one conversation with Glenn, or even second opinions. That's yeah, always good. Absolutely. Bounce those ideas back and forth. 928-225-2474. That's 928-225-2474. You've been listening to Intelligent Investing with Glenn Least. Back next week, same time on 97.1 to Big Talker Plus. Look up Intelligent Investing on your favorite podcast provider. Guys, we'll, we'll see you next week. All Thank right, you. sounds good. The following has been paid programming brought to you by WT Wealth Management. Nothing we've discussed should be considered as investment advice. This conversation is for informational purposes only. Please do your own research and speak to an investment advisor or financial planner before making any investment decisions.